0: Hello and welcome to the PGRO's podcast Inside the Pod. I'm Ben Pike and in this week's episode we're going to be talking about the NCS project. This is a four-year project involving 200 UK farms and 17 industry partners and it's been led by the PGRO. So this morning I've got Roger Vickers, the CEO of the PGRO um, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about how the project's going to work. For those of you listening who haven't heard about the ncs project before Um, roger do you want to just give a bit of a elevator pitch as to to what the project is and what it's intending to do
1: yes uh well ncs stands for nitrogen climate smart and um it's come about through a project submission which realized that uh, the vast majority of not Maybe not the majority, but a, a vast proportion of the carbon emissions associated with UK arable agriculture originate in the production, distribution and use of nitrogen fertilisers, particularly ammonium nitrate. And um, we then linked that to the fact that uh, legumes, of course, particularly pulses, peas and beans, that they don't require any nitrogen at all, which leaves you to the... Uh, the conclusion that what really we should be doing is growing more pulses and reducing the total input of nitrogen into UK agriculture when I say pulses don't need any nitrogen they they do of course but they they fix their own through um, association with soil bacteria and through through the creation of nodules on the roots they bring nitrogen down through the soil there and fix it for for their own use and and uh, produce a surplus amount which is available for subsequent crops which of course means that the nitrogen applications can be further reduced on those subsequent crops because it's been freely produced by by the uh, pulses. Um, In the UK the arable area typical rotation is using currently around 4-5% of that area for pulse production. And a sensible optimum rotation would have a maximum of about 20%, so one in five, Um, sequence of one in five. And this means that in theory there's a potential for a four or five fold increase in pulse crops without compromising the rotational uh, integrity. Um, so that's where we came to the project concept from of course if you were to increase increase your culture production by that quantity you'd have a much larger pile of produce to sell and um, the obvious uh, solution to that is to feed it to animals as a substitute for imported soya and um, imported soya of course has also got an associated land use change and fairly poor international reputation for uh, having a, a high carbon footprint itself. And we've calculated that were we to achieve that 20% land use in impulses, we could produce sufficient fiber beans in the UK to displace 50% of the imported soya that we have in UK agriculture. Um, and in total, uh, the calculated carbon saving, would be a very approximately half of what DEFRA estimated in 2021 as being the potential saving that UK agriculture could make in carbon emissions. So two simple ideas, produce more legumes, substitute the soya with those legumes, and we have a massive impact on UK agriculture's carbon footprint. And it's an
0: amazing statistics to think that you could do that with what is relatively simple change effectively what you're asking for is 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 for more growers to to plant legumes and to be able to to feed them to animals which is um you know a fairly simple concept for people to get their head around but it's a big number isn't it jumping from five percent of the arable area to 20 percent of the arable area uh, in, in being put to pulses um i guess playing devil's advocate is that is that realistic do you think that 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 can happen and If so, what's it going to take to really unlock that potential?
1: I'd I'd like to think that it can happen, Ben. Um, Yes, it's a massive challenge. Um, And even if it doesn't happen, even if the area was to double, it would still have a huge impact. To achieve the full potential, there's lots of things that need to take place. We need to ensure that the livestock industry has got the confidence to feed fava beans in a significant part of the diet to animals and that is a big part of the project one of the major work packages possibly the largest work package in the in the project is going to be devoted to studying changing animal feed systems looking at how to feed most effectively fodder beans into poultry into beef into dairy and um, the work on pigs was done many years ago It's a project that concluded i think it was in around 2012-13 it's called the Green Pig Project, and you can find the full report of that project on the PGR website. But that effectively showed that you can feed thirty percent of a fattening pig's diet as faba beans without any negative impact on performance or economy. So we're not doing a study work on pigs this time, um, because we feel as though that's already been done. But the work in these other livestock areas does need to be shown to be to be um, to be effective and economic. So that will be taking place. And then there are, of course, some very significant uh, issues to be faced with carbon footprinting arable enterprises. And and although particularly beans and peas have long been recognized for their environmental credentials, there have been very few studies looking at life cycle analysis and, and clearly demonstrating, quantifying and valuing those ecological aspects and that forms another big part of the project. And once we can start to show that information and, de- and deliver the uh, concept to growers to show how they can very simply and easily manipulate their carbon footprint downwards, I'm convinced that growers will want to, to take this up in their drives. So it's a £5.9
0: million pound project which is being funded by uh, DEFRA through the Innovate UK initiative. Um, and it's got uh, 17 industry partners. So it's quite a wide-ranging um, sort of group of, of interested parties that are going to be contributing towards this work. What's the PGRO's role in, in all of this? What are you going to be doing to, to, to sort of lead this project?
1: Well, we've conceived the project, Ben, and we've led it through the application phase and, to, and um, with the help of others, um, led the uh, the receipt of the funding and we will manage the consortium through the duration of the project which is not an inconsiderable amount of effort uh, that's going to go into that. Our own, From our own practical perspective we'll be leading um, experimental work packages looking at the nitrogen use efficiencies of legumes in both the, the crops themselves but in the subsequent crops and preceding crops uh, on trial sites that we've used over the last five years and for the next five years. And we'll be co- coordinating the work with the James Sutton Institute on their Balrudry farm where they've been conducting a, a 15-year rotational experiment on uh, commercial cropping at scale and also on experimental work at the Cranfield University where they've got large-scale pots um, where they can monitor the below-ground and above-ground uh, impact um, of nitrogen and, and other um, emissions from different crops. That forms the main part of our practical work, but then there'll be also the knowledge transfer aspect and the coordination with the other work packages, which clearly is vital. And at the heart of this project is farmer engagement and real farm real farm activities, real farm experimentation and engagement of farmers with the Farm Carbon Toolkit is critical right from the start. And that's, that's a sort of work that Boffin will be undertaking as one of the larger partners in the project.
0: Yeah, Boffin, the British on Farm Innovation Network, um, is going to be sort of interacting with the farmers on that to make sure that uh, they are carbon baselines. And that'll be one of the first steps um, of what's going to be Quite a long journey i guess it's um it's always the thing with research is that it it takes um takes years to to pull it all together and to come up with meaningful results how, how quickly do you think we can actually start learning things from the projects um that you're undertaking roger is it is it going to be something that we're going to be drip fed information throughout the project or are we going to have to wait to the end of the four years how, how is it going to typically work in this situation
1: um, well, I, I passionately believe that if we have to wait to the end of the four or five years, Ben, we will completely fail. Um, the, the, the key is really to get information out right from the start, to make it um, accessible to growers, to get growers engaged. And we already have done that. Boffin have already done a tremendous job in getting people signing up to the, the Pulse PEP, which is uh, this, the, the, the core, if you like, of the farmer engagement piece. And uh, we will be, I hope not uh, excessive, but we will be um, producing information through the project on a very regular basis to keep people engaged, to attract more people in, um, to encourage people to undertake their own work and record what they're doing and transmit that data through back through the project in, in order to fill the for um, in order to feed this life cycle anal- analysis that's going to be taking place at the James Hutton Institute.
0: Early today, I caught up with Tom Allen-Stevens from Boffin, and he's going to tell us more about how farmers can get involved in this project. So I've got Tom Allen-Stevens here from Boffin. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Tom, thanks for joining us. We've been talking about the NCS project and thinking about its potential for, for UK agriculture and the many benefits that the, the project can deliver. And the name Boffin has come up a lot of times during those conversations. For those people listening who've never heard of Boffin before, do you want to just give us a preview of, of who you are and, and what you do?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, it's the British On Farm Innovation Network, uh, and it represents farmers who do their own on farm trials. Um, So we look around for interesting projects for them to get uh, to get involved in um, and to share their experiences as well. Um, uh, The idea is that um, a that they would be putting a bit more sort of scientific practice into the on farm trials that they do, uh, and also that they share their experiences for the benefit of all farmers, really. And how did you get involved in the NCS project specifically? Well, we, as I say, we're looking around for um, interesting projects to be involved in PGRO approached us um, uh, and said that they were looking to introduce a farmer led element within the within the program, and it's an absolute fit with exactly where we want to go, Um, and a lot of our farmers are looking at. You know, their their contributions to climate change, looking at reducing their emissions, um, and um, they do have challenges bringing pulse crops onto their farms and and uh, looking at ways to address that, um, but looking at ways, um, you know, which have a real sort of scientific value, uh, if you like, and that's what the project offers so it's a, it was a no brainer for us to be involved.
0: Yeah, sounds like a really good fit. So how does it sort of work if I'm a, a farmer who's interested in the NCS project specifically and thinking yeah, I've, got, I've actually got a, a need and a desire to, to grow more pulses and this sounds like a really good, a good fit for me. What can people still get involved now or is it is it a closed window? You know, what are you encouraging people to do at the moment?
2: Yes, absolutely. They can get involved. Um, the first step is to join the Pulse PEP. Um, and if you go to ncsproject.co.uk, um, then there's a link there to join. Um, uh, and then you're, you're, you're part of the project, you're part of the of the Pulse PEP, um, and the, we're setting up a, an exclusive platform um, for members to use to share their experiences, uh, which is going to be hosted on the Farming Forum and also on Pulse PEP, uh, sorry, on uh, Farm PEP, which is run by ADAS. Um, and that's going to be a knowledge hub uh, where we're going to be putting all sorts of resources to do with the project on there, but also a discussion forum so that people can share their experiences. And that's a really important part of this project, Ben, that we want we want farmers to be involved. We want farmers to lead it. Um, The thing is that the knowledge about how to grow pulse crops best uh, is is out there already. It's in farmers' heads. Uh, They have the knowledge and that knowledge has value, but it only has value if they share that knowledge. And that's what we're looking to do. Um, And and if you talk to any farmer who's been in that sort of um, environment where they share their knowledge, if they've been involved in a in a a collaborative trial, for example, um, then they get so much out of it, uh, out of sharing their knowledge and then receiving the knowledge from others. And that's what we're looking to introduce through the project. So the pulse is the first most important step sign up to pulse get involved. Um, we'll we'll let you know uh, uh, and we'll notify you about things um, that are happening within the project as well. Uh, so you'll be very much part of it then.
0: Yeah, that in- interesting point on collaboration because I think it's it feels like the right thing to do, especially when we're trying to make huge changes in the industry with the net zero ambitions, etc. But th- there are all, there are always farmers out there who who perhaps instinctively don't like to to share information or don't like that sort of collaborative approach um whether it's a sort of a privacy thing or or a competitive thing I don't know what, it, what put, put my finger on it really but what would what you say to the people who don't typically get involved in in those sorts of collaborative projects what what does that sort of shared knowledge base and shared experience kind of bring to the table for you as a business
2: Well, that's right. And you're you're quite right, Ben, there are a number of um, many farms that don't want to share their information, um, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, But I would suggest that, uh, particularly within uh, pulse crops, and those people growing pulse crops, uh, and feeding them on farm, um, uh, there there isn't an awful lot of proprietary knowledge that is going to get you an an advantage in the marketplace, if you hang on to it. Um, uh, A lot of what we do as farmers is there for everyone to see, you know, in our fields. Um, uh, So why not share it? Why not share the knowledge that you have there? And as I say, the experiences of those people who do share that knowledge is that they receive so much more in return that helps their business. And that's what this is about. It's about progressing UK agriculture.
0: Yes, we've got quite an ambitious target here that that the project has set in terms of increasing the pulse area. Obviously the goals that you set as part of the NCS project are, are quite ambitious and it's going to take time to get there. How confident are you that farmers and the Pulse Pep and and, and the the teams that you're pulling together are are going to be able to achieve this 20% uh, area that you're you're trying to get to?
2: It is uh, a bold, ambitious target, um, but there has never been a project like this. Uh, I mean, I think Roger says that this is the defining project of our time, and it is um, actually, because um, uh, it's not just about growing the pulse area. It's about growing the the market for those pulses being fed on farm, um, and also um, reducing soya emissions. And that's uh, sorry uh, imports. Um, and that's a really really important part of this. There has never been a time where there has been more emphasis on the industry to reduce their carbon emissions. And one of the the biggest boldest area that we can we can tackle is this area of meal imports. If we can tackle that, that would have such an impact on reducing our emissions. And the way to do that is to, is to feed more um, pulses on farm. The way to feed more pulses on farm is to make sure there's more availability of that. So, you know, it's it's, it's a no brainer this, you know, any farmer out there with, um, with, with any um, break crops in the rotation should be considering pulses and 20% is a good uh, proportion uh, to have over to pulses.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, very exciting. I think everyone can get on board with with what you're trying to achieve um, with this and, and the reasons behind it. So it's going to be a very exciting project to follow in, in its uh, progress. What, what stage are you at at the moment then? It's fairly early stages. Obviously, the, the Innovate UK funding was only announced in the past couple of months. So um, are, we, are we looking at trials going in this autumn? What stage are we at? Yeah, well, hopefully we are. Um, and
2: in fact, we have a, a meeting on September the 11th uh, near Peterborough um, uh, where we're going to bring together Um, farmers who want to be involved in these trials. Now, remember, an important part of this, Ben, is that farmers are gonna be paid uh, to be involved. Mm. So those farmers who are actually doing the trial work, uh, delivering the science, um, are going to be paid for for their involvement. And that's totally new. Uh, We're setting up new systems to uh, enable that. Um, uh, And and those farmers who turn up on the day, they'll hear more about it uh, as far as that's concerned. The Pulse PEP itself, um, our our aim was to get 200 farmers involved um, and to have a a community of of at least 500. Well, I can tell you that we've already got almost 350 in that community already. And that's just after a few months uh, of, of promoting it. So there is a staggering amount of interest in this, which is really, really good news. The other element is that within that, we've got more than 160 farmers of our core farmers, and we were looking for, for 200 to get involved. So we do need more farmers to come on board, although 160 is a really good start. So uh, this is, this is, um, it's given us a lot of confidence that we're on the right track with this, with this project.
0: Yeah, it certainly sounds like you've had the, the response that you wanted for that. So for the farmers who have already signed up for Pulse Pep, what's the first thing that you're asking them to do? Well, one of the most important parts of the project is for the farmers who are involved in it
2: to baseline uh, where they are on their carbon journey. Uh, And it's important that we get that measurement so that we can actually make sure that we are delivering the positive benefits that we're aiming to do so over the course of the project. Uh, So all those farmers that come on board, uh, we're encouraging to, uh, to go to the Farm Carbon Toolkit, who are one of the partners within the project. Um, uh, and use that it's a free tool uh, to baseline your business to, to measure the carbon uh, emissions within your business. Um, and they're offering uh, lots of training and support for those farmers to come on board, particularly those farmers who join with pulse Pep. Um And so there are workshops, um, and webinars and things like that. And indeed, the workshop on the 11th of September, there is going to be a session at that workshop for
0: farmers uh, to uh, customize themselves to the farm carbon toolkit. That sounds like the perfect reason to go along to that meeting then. So um, where can you register to go to that meeting or do you just turn up? So if you go to uh, ncsproject.co.uk,
2: there are details about how to register uh, on on the website there.
0: So just as a final reminder, then what are you you asking people to do if they're listening to this and thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm sold on the idea. How do I sign up? So first of all, sign up to the Pulse
2: PEP. If you go to ncsproject.co.uk, there's a form there that you can fill in. um, And then look out for um, uh, invites to events uh, and things like that. And particularly this, um, if you're particularly interested in doing on-farm trials, then come along to our workshop on 11th of September near Peterborough.
0: Fantastic. Thanks very much for your time this morning, Tom. Thanks a lot. Well, that's it for this week's Inside the Pod. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And if you have, make sure you subscribe so that you get notifications every time we publish a new episode. If you need any more information about growing peas and beans or the work of the PGRO, visit PGRO.org. See you soon.